on June 19th, just one month ago today, just one month ago today, the Supreme Court of the United States unanimously upheld the U.S. Court Appeals ruling that Portland's very own The Slants have the right to register their trademark, ending an eight-year fight to trademark their band name. Not to mention they make some really rockin' music, too. So live in the Portland Radio Project studio, these are The Slants. Sorry if our voice is too raw Don't make the pen a weapon And censor our intelligence Until our thoughts mean nothing at all Sorry if you take offense You made a bulls and play pretend We know you fear change It's something so strange But nothing's gonna get in our way There's no done. Well, congratulations, gentlemen. So I want to make sure to get everybody introduced really quickly. So we've got Simon here. Hi. And we've got Joe. Hi. And Ken. Hi. 
No drummer tonight. No drummer. Okay. No, it's just the three most important members. Well, there you go. <laughs> That's all we need, right? Well, again, congratulations on a really well-deserved victory. I have to tell you that in reading up on your case, I was really shocked to find out that it was UrbanDictionary.com and a 71-year-old statute, the Lanham Act, that that the Patent and Tra- Trademark Office used to base their rejection of your multiple applications. Yeah, it's, it's kind of astounding that they decided to rest the full weight of the government's power uh, against us right. based on a wiki joke website. And, and even though we provided countless experts, dictionary experts, uh, numerous executive directors of Asian American organizations and more, they still said, oh, no, uh, some random person on the Internet said it's offensive. So therefore, we're not going to give you these rights. It's it's dumbfounding to me that a request that they were considering was immoral, deceptive, and, and partook in scandalous matter, right? Yeah. I mean, isn't that essentially what they were basing that all on? Yeah, they're basically saying we were disparaging or right. racist towards Asian people. Right. Uh, but they didn't have a shred of evidence saying or proving that. So that was the, the problem. Um, and especially when we asked them, we said, hold on a second. Slant's not a inherent racial slur. If it was, why did you register it hundreds of times? Why are we the only people in all of U.S. history? And that's when it was revealed Mm -hmm. that they said we were too Asian to use the mark uh, that basically said, you know, (laughs) hey, we went to the slants.com and there's a bunch of Asian people on this website, Uh which, you know, was our faces. But they said we were too Asian for it because they said as long as people see your faces and they see the, the word the slants, Uh, They're going to automatically assume it's a racial slur instead of any other possible definition in the dictionary. Well, so correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't that the point behind using that (laughs) word, that very word, to take away that negative symbolism? Uh, Definitely. We wanted to empower our community, move away from it being like some kind of painful stigma Mm -hmm. and and, and instead allow it to be a a symbol of pride and self-empowerment instead. Right. You know, a symbol, I mean, a word is a symbol. Sure. It only ha- the strength is only made by the representation that we give to it. Exactly. So yeah. when we take away a negative connotation, what are you left with? A positive connotation or neutrality, which is fine too. Sure. But taking that ownership of something that's been used in a disparaging context in the past, and I'm sure in the present and the future as well, <laughs> gives the power to the minority that is fighting against it. Yeah. I mean, it's exactly what we wanted to do. And what we wanted to do through our case was allow other community organizations, businesses, and artists to do the exact same thing. Because whenever the government ruled on kind of marks that would be reappropriated or reclaimed in a way, they would never give favor to the groups who were reclaiming those words. Mm -hmm. Uh, For example, Dykes on Bikes, a lesbian group was denied uh, registration on their name and later on their logo. Uh, Heeb Media, a Jewish magazine, got the trademark for their magazine, but were denied for their events and for t-shirt registrations. Mm -hmm. So much so to the point where they can actually protect their use of heap events against Holocaust deniers and neo-Nazis who are using the goodwill of their name to market events to their subscribers. Uh, All the magazine could do was publish an angry letter so they couldn't actually legally stop other people from hijacking their name. Wow. When you intended, when you initially intended to trademark back in 2010, correct? Mm -hmm. Did you even fathom that there would be this kind of challenge? 
No, I mean, because for us, you have to imagine, like, we had just gone through a national U.S. tour right. and worked with hundreds of organizations across this country, and never once did we ever receive a complaint about our name. Mm-hmm. It was never an issue until the trademark office made it one. Right. So, we, right. you know, I didn't even know there was a law that existed because there's all kinds of offensive stuff out there. <clears throat> I mean, to, to be frank with you, and I thought trademarks worked kind of like copyrights like you can copyright all kinds of offensive books films mm-hmm. music etc and the government would still protect it as a creative work mm-hmm. as as part of the first amendment our creative expression i thought trademarks fell into that as well right. uh, but of course we learned um, very quickly that constitutional rights don't apply in the trademark office or at least in that bureaucracy right do you think that the temperament of the world, particularly today, but obviously going all the way back to 2010, 2003 for the Dykes on Bikes case, is so it's so re- important to folks to be politically correct that we're so worried about our own baggage that we allow a word or a connotation to carry with it that we just don't even want them to exist. <laughs> I, I think it's tempting to try and silence people who you disagree with, mm-hmm. but we don't build better communities when we shut other people up. We don't, that doesn't actually engage people. And that certainly doesn't actually address the root causes of inequality in this country. You know, racial slurs or offensive words are only the symptoms of it. Mm-hmm. If we focus on those things as, you know, the epitome of racism, we're missing the point of institutionalized and cultural discrimination that's accrued over, you know, centuries here. Right. Do you feel that the end result of your case aligned with your original intention? I think the original intention wasn't necessarily to blow up the, the law with, with, with the First Amendment. Um, we just wanted our trademark registration. Right. But as we learned more and more about how the law was being applied and how it was using people's race, gender, and sexual orientation against them, we decided that law needs to go. Right. Well, there's actually been a reexamination of the Lanham Act now. Yeah, because because of your case mm-hmm. in particular. Yeah, I, I think people are looking at not only the you know how trademark laws should work, but also where should we create laws in regards to identity? Right. You know how do how do we grapple with these kind of really complex social issues in terms of law? Like how do we legislate this kind of thing? Yeah, I thought something very interesting that one of the judges who wrote an opinion on this, the case said, courts have been slow to appreciate the expression power of trademarks. Words, even a single word, can be powerful. Mr. Simon Tam named his band The Slants to make a statement about racial and cultural issues in this country. With his band name, Mr. Tam conveys more about our society than many volumes of undisputedly protected speech. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's that that in and of, of itself speaks volumes about the change that you've instituted. You should be exceptionally proud of yourself. And you <laughs> as a it's collective a, it's a little group, humbling. I yeah. mean, you know, I think it certainly wasn't me alone. I mean, I couldn't have done it without the support of my attorneys. Like our Archer Law has been fantastic to us or to the over 100 different community organizations oh. that helped us along the way, either writing and filing briefs or providing us with counsel and advice about how to approach justice. Um, 
you know, if you look at the numerous, like there were dozens and dozens of groups that filed in our support, including mm-hmm. ACLU, uh, APANO, the Asian American Legal Defense and Education Fund, and countless more. So, I mean, it's it's just really amazing to be a part of such an overwhelming community who are willing to step it up when it comes to supporting us in these critical fights on individual rights. Right. So the song that you actually played for us, and thank you again from the heart, let's talk a little bit about that song and about the EP, which is a collection of songs that you, it kind of commemorates what you've been through over these past few years. So let's talk about that EP a little bit. Sure. Um, so we released the band who must not be named, uh, this January. It was, you know, a loving reference to the trademark office. Loving reference. I like that. (laughs) As well as a little, you know, nod to Harry Potter culture. Um, it's been fun. Uh, I think it's kind of funny because in hindsight now I'm like, oh, maybe we need to update the name of that particular release. Uh, but it was something that we've been working on for the past few months. And I know, um, the song we played uh, from the heart was actually written by Joe, our, our guitarist. Oh, bravo, and, Joe. Thank you. <laughs> and so, you know, he, he wrote it as an expression or what we say oftentimes an open letter to the trademark office and mm-hmm. how people might feel about, um, you know, disagreements over our name. Right. Do you each contribute to your writing process? So, Joe, you wrote that song. Simon, Ken, what, what's your contribution to the writing process? Um, whenever something just comes up to it or comes in each one of our heads and we are able to record it, for me, I just, uh, you know, have GarageBand on my phone, just kind of dink around on that. And that has evolved once I've shared it with the guys. Um, and each of us contribute our own ideas to each song um, in our creative process. Yeah. How do how much do you feel now that this political activism that has definitely come to the forefront for all of you? How much do you feel now that that's going to continue to influence your music? I think it's been in the uh, influence for a long time, mostly because Simon's always kind of straddled the line between activist and artist, and in fact, both mm-hmm. uh, being both. And so I, I don't think we set out to make activism music, and mm-hmm. we don't feel like just because we're now in the public eye in this case we're going to make that the focus of the music. We still want it to be music, music, right. and the activism on top of all of that. So there's both, uh, but, you know, it creeps into the songs because that's that's part of it. Like this, the, the From the Heart song was literally just, we got to say something. Right. And we don't want to make it like where we have to address it full on, so let's make it, you know, mer- metaphorical. Or, you know, just, you can be, we, we actually on tour when we play that song, we talk about bullying. Mm-hmm. We actually say that we want to be bullied by something, you know, right. slightly stronger than us. And in this case... We're referring to the USPTO in a way, right? but at the end of the day, it's more than that. So in the song, it's not just for the USPTO. Yeah, I think you could say it's kind of like the songs represent our just honest experiences. And so sometimes sometimes that rolls right into activism because as people of color in this country, we naturally encounter issues of discrimination or we see events in the news that, you know, really trigger something. Right. Well, speaking of your fabulous music, let's hear another song. And make sure to stay tuned, everybody, because I'm going to tell you what you need to do to win a couple of tickets to their Ash Street Saloon gig this Friday night. Right back. Right back. Hands in abandoned 
this hollow march Faked you out in fits and starts Don't let the words dissuade Don't let the text prevail Don't let the weakness of others infect your health Don't be their alibi Don't feed your greedy mouth It's time that it's now Stand up darling Fight back rather than just sit back Call your way through the feedback Don't get caught in that, don't get caught in that Act, heart and mind remain intact Tooth and nail will not retract Lead the path cause it's your time now, your time now have a show coming up on Friday night. Yeah, it's actually our celebration show yeah. post-Supreme Court, so we're super excited about All that. All right, well, if anybody listening wants to win a couple of tickets to that gig, you need to text the word SLANT, S-L-A-N-T, to the number 27299 for your chance to win a couple of tickets to go see these dudes live on Friday night at their celebration gig over at Ash Street Saloon. So you guys have had a bit of a musical shift You've gone a little bit more poppy. I was listening to some of your older albums. It's a little heavier, a little darker, louder. What brought that shift along? I think part of it is just uh, we've been wanting to do that for a while anyways. Yeah. And when you change members in a band... That's uh, right. You we, have a, a yeah, relatively a new drummer. Change. Yeah. Uh, you know, Ken's our... He's been in about three years now. Joe's mm-hmm. been in two years uh, we all kind of had different interests over the years and wanted to kind of express different aspects of our art. So this was a great way to do it. And right. I think it's better suited to our personalities and how we play anyways. Right. Uh, but certainly we're, we're really proud of that back catalog and the songs we've written. Uh, we're just really also excited about new opportunities and new possibilities about what we can do with our music too. Well, what's coming up with your new music opportunities? Uh, well, we've been working really hard in the studio to to write, uh, and, and kind of like you said, it, it's definitely going more towards a pop direction, mm-hmm. a l- lot more synth. Uh, a lot of it kind of harkens back to uh, the '80s music mm-hmm. that we grew up in, love uh, listening to. Uh, Shout out to Track Down Records in Eugene, Oregon. Okay, <laughs> that's where we're recording the album. My friends have a studio out down there, and yeah, so we're 
playing, I mean, having fun with it. So far, it's just been me there, but you guys are coming down. So, <laughs> well, Ken's come down a couple of times, and we are going to make the next album sound humongous. Great. Will you do any new stuff, premiere any new stuff on Friday or at any of your upcoming shows? Yeah, uh, definitely all of our Kind of try shows. it out on the audience a little bit? Yeah, I would say probably a good 30 to 40% of the songs we're playing live now are, are brand new. Oh, that are going to be appearing on the album, so... Uh, you know, we have a song called Pharaoh's Horses that's definitely more of a kind of a pop song that we've written, almost with a mix of the Killers kind of vibe. Um, you know, we have a song that, that Ken wrote uh, called Anthem, which is we, we, we kind of put that together and supported the Black Lives Matter movement. So we've got a number of tunes uh, kind of in the hopper here. Uh, another one called From, oh no, With Blind Eyes that, that mm-hmm. Joe wrote, kind of about his dissatisfaction with politics and the kind of the mudslinging that's happening there. Yeah. All right. Well, if you want to hear some new music from the slants, make sure that you are texting the word slant S L A N T to the number two, seven, two, nine, nine to have an opportunity to win a couple of tickets to see them on Friday night at Ash street saloon, which I understand is closing soon. Yeah. Is that they, the, the building rumor? got sold. So yeah. for a long time, they didn't know when, when, the, when the, the venue would shut down, mm-hmm. they were just kind of operating on a month to month basis. Um, and so they reached out to us because they wanted us to play before it closed down. And since Ash Street was so generous to us, they gave us one of our first live shows ever as a band. Oh, wow. Um, I wanted to be a part of it. I wanted to play one last show before before they went away. Yeah. You guys have done some interesting touring prior to this. What were you, We were talking a little bit about it earlier. You were in Tulsa. What was going on in Tulsa? It was an anime convention called Tokyo in Tulsa. Yeah, so we were just a musical guest along with a, a, a visual K band, which is just a, a Jap. Uh, it was a band from Japan that just dressed up in these very amazing um, suit uh, outfits and had their makeup done and everything. Yeah, it took them five hours to get ready every oh, day. Wow. One hour, one hour for each band member. That's a lot, a lot of makeup. That's a lot of time <laughs> and effort there. Meanwhile, wow. we were just like rolling out of bed. We're like, all right, it's time for the show. It's time to go. <laughs> But no polo shirts, right? No shirt. No polo, no polo shirts. shirts. Okay. <laughs> Only for uh, Portland Radio Polo Project. Only for Portland Radio Polo Project. That is a lot of peas. I don't know if I could do that again. <laughs> what other touring is coming up for you guys? Uh, we're doing another nationwide tour in okay. September. Uh, but before then, we're, we're heading out to New Orleans next week, and then we're going to be in uh, Washington, D.C. shortly after that. Uh, but yeah, between now and December, we're going to be playing nearly, I think, over 30, almost 40 different states. Wow. So uh, a lot of a lot of time on the East Coast and the Midwest, uh, kind of revisiting a lot of the fans that we met and seen along the way uh, this past spring during That's our great. other national tour. But we're definitely going to be on the road a lot more in the near future. So uh, fans could definitely expect to see us uh, across the U.S. And I'm working on Hawaii, like, really oh. badly because... That's one hey, of oh, one, bra. <laughs> tough life. That's one of two states that we've never been to, Hawaii and Alaska. So I think it's about time to to pay a visit there, and then hopefully another overseas tour. Like last year, we toured across Taiwan, uh, which was just absolutely incredible. Played mm-hmm. the Spring Scream Festival, and just kind of ate our way across the island. <laughs> uh, and now, uh, you know, maybe we'll find food elsewhere. Maybe Japan, Korea, maybe in Europe. Uh, or S- South America. We were just talking about uh, a couple of places down in South- Argentina where I think Joe <gasps> forgot his um, geography for a minute. I never learned my geography, so I <laughs> didn't forget it. Mm-hmm. 
I got good memory. He's like, oh, it's a really short flight. We're like, no, it's, it's not that. To not South that America? <laughs> I actually thought it was in Central America, so that's why. <laughs> oh, no. He's like, it's like, it's like Mexico. Right, We're like, no, right Buenos Aires. Uh, no. I know. I watched, I watched Fast and the Furious 6. They were in Brazil. I mean, it's south like, of south of that. Sure. Right, right? I got it. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe you should be watching more Nose Reservations or something mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of Fast and the Furious for your, your geography lessons. Well, I wanted to read a snippet from the statement, Simon, that you made, because I I thought it was exceptionally poignant, and and I think it really encapsulates what I think the slants are all about. Music is the best way we know how to drive social change. It overcomes social barriers in a way that mob mentality and fear-based political rhetoric never can. Language and culture are powerful forms of expression, and we are elated to know that the Supreme Court of the United States agree. Irony, wit, satire, and parody, these are essential for democracy to thrive. These are weapons that neuter malice. Oh, That's some powerful that. stuff, man. <laughs> well, that thank you. Is powerful stuff. I think we posted that uh, the day the decision came out. Actually. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where Where do you go now with now that this fight is done? Do you continue to recognize other like fights? Definitely. I mean, I, I think for us, nothing's changed. Mm-hmm. Just because we won at the Supreme Court doesn't mean that path is going to be different for us. We're always going to pursue our two favorite things, new music and justice. Love it. And so wherever that path takes us, we'll follow it. Okay. Well, can we hear one more song? Absolutely. Fantastic. So uh, we're going to close out with a song called Endlessly Falling. It is from our new EP, uh, The Band Who Must Not Be Named. And, uh, you know, it's a loving reference to some geek culture for people who pick up on the ideas (laughs) and lyrics in it.
calling and dancing real close Don't really know how I got to be here Under city lights We're right into the night We both know this is right Let's fight together Marble at the stars Lighting up the sky Flying from so far Descending in the night Can you see them now? They can show us how All of these feelings Can I be dreaming endlessly for When you come calling Dancing real close Don't really know how I to be here under city lights we're riding into the night we both know this is right so let's fight together The Slants live on Portland Radio Project. Thank you, gentlemen, so very, very much for being here. Thank you so, so much, much for, for having, having us. Nothing having but us. the best Jeez. of luck to you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm actually going to continue to play a few of your songs because I think they're just that great. Oh, thank I'm going to play some older stuff, actually. I got a song from Pageantry that I'm going to queue up. Yeah. And another one from um, Something Slanted This Way Comes. Which song from Pageantry? Uh, Every Chance I Get. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, one of our... <laughs> One of our few songs that actually don't have keyboards in them. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I really dig it. So I'm going to play a few of those songs. Hey, another reminder to everybody, make sure that you text the word slant to the number 27299 for a chance to win a couple of free tickets to see the slants to Friday night at Ash Street Saloon. Thank you again, gentlemen. Thank, Thank you. you.
I confess the first breath I drew after you last was full of tears cause I already knew and yet I call death it's true so I could ask her for a favor and trade with you my heart is strong but it won't be Skin will crawl, but can't away from, away from tonight. I wanna give it all away, though I know that it'll fade into a new day, a new day tonight. I wanna give it all away, though I know that it'll fade into a new day. A new day without you said to you so benign lacking thoughts reflecting brighter hues I confess I call death it's true so I could ask her for a favor and trade with you Crawl, 